Galair, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, slicing into the GA of the past, present, and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. Hello, Diagwitch, Bonjour, Nihao, Konnichiwa, Guten Tag, and Privyat to you all, wherever you're listening in. What started as a message to 10 clubs has now expanded to more than 50 clubs globally from all continents. The journey through Loaf 2 GA Global continues this week as we move on to our next destination in the GA world. So come with me on the GA journey of a lifetime and meet clubs from Canada to Argentina, South Africa to Gibraltar, Bermuda to the North Pole, New Zealand to Kuwait, Knoxville to Qatar and literally everywhere in between. So grab the passports, grab the bags, it's time to go. Hey all, and you're welcome to the beautiful South Carolina. On Slice 8 of GA Global, I fly from the Middle East to the beautiful South Carolina and meet Dublin Man Nile and the wonderful Bluffton GA on America's East Coast. We chat about his own father being Ireland's oldest GA referee and the RT documentary on him, soccer trials at Birmingham, having a son called Zico, his mother's club Starlight GA in North Dublin, how the people of South Carolina took to the GA, and some of the key questions. Big Show or Devon Toner? Chris Rock or Tommy Tiernan, and whether he choose the home of Denny's Restaurant or the beloved Supermax. But first, as usual, let's take a trip through the Palmetto State of South Carolina and see what Bluffton has to offer. Bon Sultos. Arriving into South Carolina, a state with a population a little over the size of Ireland, we are greeted by the Palmetto Trees, the state symbol, while we listen to the iconic South Carolina man James Brown. The state capital is Columbia, the first place in America to be named after Christopher Columbus. It may be called the Soda City, but that has nothing to do with selling sodas, but rather the old shortening of Columbia to Cola. But the largest town is Charleston, voted the number one small city in America more than 10 years running, a place also named after an outsider in King Charles II. South Carolina is named from the Latin for Charles, Carolus. In 1788, South Carolina joined the states at number 8 of the current 50. Previous history tells of how in 1606, King James I of England began the period of colonisation on the American East Coast, bringing in permanent settlers and traditions to the area, essentially forcing the locals to agree. South Carolina was among the original 13 colonies, but wasn't easy to set up as few favoured settling there. It took much financing before the area convened in 1670. In 1712, the Carolina region would become separate North and South entities. South Carolina would be a major slave area, particularly in the cultivation of rice and other plants such as indigo. As the centuries progressed and South Carolina changed, so too did the industry of the state. The growth of textiles in the region brought prosperity to people, and of course jobs. Places close to the running rivers like Spartanburg and Greenville benefited from companies moving south to set up mills for spinning fabrics. Graniteville was perhaps the largest to succeed in the area, but all in all, the companies were small, and jobs, while available, were fewer than perhaps anticipated. The cotton industry also began to expand in the state, but a succession of events caused the industries to struggle. World War I in 1914, the Great Depression of 29, and the subsequent World War II all affected growth. One of, if not the most prominent issues in American history occurred in the southern states, including South Carolina, and that was the civil rights movement of the mid-20th century. Disenfranchised with centuries of oppression and abuse, the black communities in America decided to begin peaceful protests, primarily in states like Alabama, Georgia and Mississippi. Violence occurred regularly, the famous Jim Crow laws continued to segregate and racially abuse black people, and the country became more divided than it had ever been at any stage. But South Carolina in some ways was unique during the time. Despite being positioned in line with these other states, its political makeup of black and white people meant the desire for change was there too, but so was a willingness to play the slow game, knowing it would come out the way they wanted. Think of it as Dublin recycling the ball constantly over and over until eventually the moment arrives. Niles' home is in Bluffton, a coastal town very close to the border of Georgia and the city of Savannah. It is a population close to that of my own, of Mullingar. It used to be home to many Scottish settlers during the colonial times, and growing corn and cotton was central. But today the area, which was once mostly stereotypical wetlands, 
is now a beautiful quaint setting, boasting many nationally renowned hotels and resorts in places such as Hilton Head and Palmetto Bluff. On the sporting side, South Carolina has produced many great names. The Carolina Panthers NFL team sadly operated of North Carolina, but teams from the famous USC are known nationally. Ironically, as I write this, the background on the TV is South Carolina, and the great man himself, Phil Mickelson, is sealing victory in the US PGA Championship on the beautiful but challenging Kiwa Island course, once ranked as America's toughest golf course. Basketballers such as Kevin Garnett and Ja Morant, NFL stars DeAndre Hopkins and Hall of Famer Art Shell, UFC star Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and the amazing major champion Dustin Johnson, all hail from the Palmetto State. And one that has to be mentioned is this man. Yes, it is of course the iconic Joe Frazier, the first man to take down the great Muhammad Ali. Other names of note include the now sadly passed actor Chadwick Boseman, famous for his role as Black Panther, singers Chubby Checker, Darius Rucker, Eartha Kitt, Dizzy Gillespie and James Brown, activist Jesse Jackson, comedians Aziz Ansari and Chris Rock, and WWF, now WWE wrestler, The Big Show. So if you're ever taking a trip to South Carolina, make sure and stop by to say howdy to the good people across the state. As for Bluffton GA, it is perhaps fitting that the man you will meet is the man in the know about all things Bluffton and beyond, and certainly a sportsman at heart and a true dub. And so we let him tell you more about the club. So it's over to South Carolina we go, and to the great GA man from Dublin Nile, and his home in Bluffton, South Carolina. Nile, how are you? Good, Jason. How's it going? Yeah, not so bad. How are things? Good. Life is good. Yeah. How's all out yeah. in uh, South Carolina? Yeah. Nice and sunny morning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not jealous. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll be on to. Uh, I do this with my brothers, I Zoom with my brothers back in Ireland, you know, and yeah. uh, I got one in Galway, one in Dublin, and uh, one in Cavan, and uh, it's, it's usually raining, you know, and I'm laughing yeah. over here. It's, it's actually not today at the moment, but uh, I'd say I was listening to the news there on the way back from town, and uh, they were saying it's raining in Dublin, so that usually means in about half an hour it'll be raining here, so <laughs> yeah, 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 I get used to it, yeah. What part, of, uh, what part of the country are you from originally? From, uh, from Dublin, from uh, Santry. If you, oh, yeah. if you know it. Yeah, yeah I do. So yeah. I grew up in Santry. Well, Santry was a little village, I suppose. Uh, grew up there back in the 60s and 70s. Mm. And my mother's from that area. She's from um, uh, Darius Town, up right beside oh, yeah. the airport, Collins Town. Yeah. That's where she grew up. And, uh, and, my, and my father's in Ballybock. He's a, a block away from Crow Park. Yeah, so I was going to say. Two yeah. different worlds <laughs> there. Uh, North County, Dublin and inner city, you know, growing up yeah. as a kid. Yeah, no, it's uh, I used to live in uh, Clonsilla. I was living there for about the last uh, well, 13 years. I'm only back in Mullingar about a year or so. So, uh, yeah, I know I know Santry well. I, I was play a bit of five aside. I used to play with uh, I used to play out in the Alsa place out near the airport. Uh, played a bit of played a bit of football and stuff out there as well. So, yeah, I know it fairly well. Yeah, and what brought you out to South Carolina? Well, I suppose it's a story. Like most immigrants, um, I was a decent soccer player. I actually uh, had trials at Birmingham City back in the in eighties, no way, four eighty five. Yeah, played a little bit for home farm, um, and St Kevin's as a kid, um, and it's come over like I suppose like a backpacker would come to America mm. or going to Europe. I was doing the same. I had a buddy of mine, uh, Daramini, who was living in LA at the time, and uh, it's come over to him and. Um, I know, no, no reason to stay, or you know, and and said in LA, it's like going to Mars, though. LA was like going to yeah. Mars. I was some <laughs> kid back in the eighties, uh, and then my, my brother Patrick was back in New York at the time, and I came back there and uh, uh, just went back played a bit of soccer there. And a guy, you know, went back to this pub called Donovan's in Woodside. And the guy offers a job the next morning, so he had a job the next morning. That's how That's it started thirty four years ago. Yeah, how did uh? Time of Birmingham was that like 80, 80s without a bit well, of Trevor, yeah, Trevor Francis era? Or? It was 85, 85, 85, yeah, yeah. Who would have been on the team at that time? Any, any, uh, Jerry Daly, know? Jerry Daly would have been on the team, uh, okay. yeah, Jerry Daly, uh, Ron Sanders was the manager. Oh, and did you ever get first team experience or? Nah, no, nah, I only had trials, no, nah, I didn't, uh, no, nah. 
You know, decided decided against it in the end. Yeah. No, I didn't. That wasn't good enough. You know. Um, <laughs> bottom line is, you know, like a lot of other kids wanted to go over there, and you're hoping. Uh, but you know, the bottom line is, you just weren't good enough. That was the. That was the end yeah. of it, yeah. And what yeah. brought you then to the the Gaelic football road in in South Carolina? So. Obviously, GA is big in my, is a huge in my family. You know, for my mm. father, my father was a, father was a big GA man. Um, from all involved with St Joseph's clubs oh, in yeah. uh, Eastwall, mm. and they amalgamated uh, with uh, O'Connell boys back in the uh, early two thousands. But we 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 would have all grown up playing for uh, for Joey's. Um, my father won a junior championship medal back in fifty nine with Joey's. He was good, played junior. With dub, the Dubs back in the 50s. He was good. My father was very good. What was his uh, name? Huh? Pat, what was his Patrick name? Patrick Porrick. Yeah, Patrick. Patrick Joseph Archibald, yeah. Okay. Um, so him, my brother, older brother Patrick, uh, would have played uh, younger brother John Garrett and and We all would have... He, he had no choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get your get your gear. You're playing today, you know. So that was it. It was in the blood. My mother was actually a big Starlights woman. I don't know if you've ever heard of Starlights. No. Uh, they're in our county team right beside the airport. So they would have been big in, in my area. Um, Whitehall Cullum kills, of course, but uh, Starlights mm. would have been the, that North County team. <clears throat> and my mother would have been a big Starlights woman. Um, so if Starlights were playing Joseph's in a tournament, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a bit of a cold. Oh, you're right. <clears throat> my father would have been playing for Starlights. My mother would have been on the other sideline. Oh, sorry, my father would have been playing for Joseph's. Joseph's, yeah. My mother would have been on the other sideline with her black and white starlight gear on. It would have been. It was good. That's, that's, in their house. Yeah. that's so funny, yeah. And how did uh, how long has Bluffton GA been going then? So we got just got it going. Um, we started uh, last July. Uh, we we me and my wife. Uh, she's American, Kristen. Um, very supportive of this. Uh, kind of gets the all Irish culture and sports. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, been home for a few all Irelands. She hasn't been to a few all Irelands. <laughs> But she's been back in the hotel when I went. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we we were we're involved with the uh, um, Savannah GA and um, uh, uh, Caleb Hacker Road over there. He's done a great job over there. So we we were um, we were one of the founding members with him. And uh, Savannah's about forty minutes away. And uh, Cable, he's got great great hurling man, and they're they're doing a great job over there. Uh, they've got that all. Suppose they started in February last year, uh, twenty, mm. and then um, we got this going in July. Just out of nowhere, just the love of the game. Um, as I coached soccer for over twenty years, uh, kind of got disillusioned by all of that. You know the money side of it. Mm. Um, it's very, you know, it, it's great over here, uh, but there is a money side of it that it, it drives me nuts. You know, and uh, um, so that drove me. I suppose back into Gaelic football, yeah. Uh, because of what 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 Gaelic football is, what it what it means to the community, what it's all about. Uh, it's, it, it, it's all about giving, um, and it's it's all about community. It's all about family and friends and fun and all of that. And uh, but it's all about volunteering your time too. Yeah, that's the most I suppose the centerpiece of a a, a Gaelic a game sports. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it was kind of new to here, but we have a, a really nice young community here. Um, it's a small little town, great little town, man. Jeez, oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't I been to South Carolina it. yet. Uh, I've been to like 24, 25 states, I think, but South Carolina is not one I've actually been to, so I have to take a trip over at some stage, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. We, we kind of tripped over it. Uh, we, lived, we lived in Raleigh for a couple of years. That's, oh, how, yeah. I got, that's how I actually got back involved with Gaelic football, was Raleigh GAA. And uh, Rally Q Cullens up there, they've got mm. a great program going on up there. And um, so I used to run, and I, I would help help out, and they they run uh, programs for schools, for charter schools on a Friday morning. So uh, we'd go out there. I would go out there. A, a, a guy from Waterford, uh, Richie Flanagan. Um, so you just go out there and run it, and, and all these kids never played Gaelic football. You're yeah. going in on Friday morning for an hour, an hour and a half. It was brilliant. I love that. Like, this is brilliant. You know, here we are in Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that kind of got the head going again back in there. And uh, when we got back down here, we got this going in Bluffton. Yeah. And it's. Yeah. What's well, the uptake like from the locals? Or? Yeah. So no one ever played it down here. No one ever <laughs> played it down here. We, I've been hounding everybody. I've been down the bars. It's a little town, you know. So everyone yeah. kind of knows everybody. 
And I'd be all over anyone who looks athletic or I'm all over. Get in. You look like you want to play football. Come on. And they're like, well, who's this guy, you know? Uh, but So we started with really bodies last September. Just that's all we had. Uh, I suppose around the 7 or 8 September last year. And uh, just from there, we have from people that because we, we, we just moved into this new uh, neighborhood in, in, the, in the town area of Bluffton. So we and a new neighbors. So I started helming them, and uh, <laughs> we started off getting probably six to eight people last September. Uh, then over the winter time, and right now we're probably getting fourteen to eighteen people. We uh, we just signed off the USGAA, nice. uh, the United States Get yeah. Association. Now we're listen. We're we are what we are, right? We're we're like <laughs> bodies right now. Um, but uh, but we're there. Here we are. We're in eight, seven, eight, nine months later, and we're involved with uh, officially involved USGAA, and uh, we're not bad. We are not bad. I'm telling you. Uh, have, you got, have you got many Irish out there? Like you're Nobody, saying, no time. Irish. No, no Irish. Uh, all landed from scratch, and all the fundamentals. That's what we've been doing. The you know because the skill set is so different. Yeah. Than you know than any skill set. You know even soccer or basketball or uh, volleyball or whatever mm. whatever sport you play so you know it's a solo ball it's it's, it's we've been doing it so, so we're so young so it's second nature to us yeah but it's not easy when you're trying to do it first of all and then do it under pressure mm. and go running so uh so yeah but it's great i love i love, I love the coaching side of it so i got this going with my wife and Kristen, but i didn't really want to do the administrative side of it i i just want to do on the field and <laughs> yeah yeah that's all i love it i, yeah. I love that side of it and uh so to bring Irish culture, Irish sports into this town that's never heard of it and to actually see it getting it going, you know, and, uh, you know, people showing up on a Tuesday night for practice and they're there and they're, they're, they're understanding and what's going on. And now we're actually, uh, you know, we're able to advance our sessions now, our practices. Because mm. I was able to bring my, so- my soccer experience coaching over to my Gaelic. That's all I did was transferred one over the other. Yeah. And uh, to see them going out there and, soul on the ball some of them are so easy now and the flicking are over the bar and like wow this is unbelievable you know yeah did you uh do you have since this kind of small area a lot of the clubs so far have been chatting about uh like a home ground is it is it a big problem for you getting the place or yeah so we we it's all in the town so the county hmm. over here the county controlled the fields you don't yeah. have uh like the parks what well, you do i suppose i suppose the dublin corporation or dublin county council um but the, the county here, so the but the county run all the programs. So they would run uh, tag or softball or baseball or for the kids and some adult programs here. So it was hard to get it. So for the for the first six months we couldn't get in the door, and I was getting very frustrated. Yeah. I was like I was like oh. So my wife, who's there, she very very clever, very smart woman. She got in touch with them and said do it very professionally and uh, got us in the door. And then I I got to sit down with the. Uh, with uh, Shannon uh, Loper and Matt Watts, they they run it for the beautiful county parks and rec. Okay. They were brilliant. Once I sat down and I told them that was not about money; it's about volunteering and giving back. They were like, "Oh, okay." And uh, so what we tried to do was we didn't want people actually paying money, um, so we got a, a couple of big sponsors. A buddy of mine from uh, New York, who's uh, I, I know him for thirty years, um, he's seen what was going on, what we're trying to do down here. And uh, the minute he's seen on social media, the whole thing, he goes, mm. how much do you want? And I say, I'm looking for this amount. I'll give you this. I says, no, no, we want this amount because <laughs> we want to run the program for free. Yeah. So his name is Colin Barton and he has a Bart, Bart, Con, Bart Construction up in New York. He gave me five grand. Sounds... You know? Yeah, five grand. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. So that, that five grand, then we're able to pay for the uh, fields and able to pay for stuff that we, we want to pay... Because we want to keep the money down. We want to be that, not be to be that, oh, everything's about money, everything's about money. Mm. And, and if the sponsorship and covering a lot of stuff and this, and then volunteering, fundraising, well, then you don't have to pay money. You know, where mm. I was in the soccer and kids, I mean, the basic was $1,500. That was just starting off. And then if you oh. did well and you qualify for all kinds of stuff and go to tournaments, by the end of the year, the salary, 10 grand, 12 grand. That's yeah. a lot of money. So, and that's, you know, I, I, I'm conflicted here because I actually made money out of coaching. I'm not yeah. going to lie because uh, I did it for so long. Uh, but then to see that side of it and to see just to, 
go, you give them back to what, what, what Gaelic football and what Gaelic games does to those communities, um, especially in rural Ireland. Because my, my brothers and my father lives in rural Ireland now. Mm. And you see how important that Gaelic football club is to those areas. Yeah. You don't have a, a club lotto. You're not like the Irish going around selling uh, the tickets. No, or... and then the gambling laws are different here. Yeah. So it's different here. So sorry, I know I got carried away there. Um, no, you're so grand. With the, the fields, so I know. With the fields, so then we, we have a partnership with Beaufort County Parks and Rec, and that's the only way we get the fields. And they're not big enough to play games yet. Mm. Um, so we'd have to get another. We'd probably go to have to go to some college or somewhere there. But it's baby steps, and and we're oh, yeah. we're great. We're out in the middle of a public park last year. Yeah, you want to see us? Yeah, you want to see us? But it was yeah. great. It was great, it's, you know. It's the brilliance uh, of it, though, isn't it? That you can yeah. just turn up like in the in the middle of a park and just have to have the crack like that. What's the yeah. what's the kind of uptake? Is it on the increase with COVID now, or is it declined? Or yeah, so we started in COVID, believe it or not. Yeah, um, the COVID year we weren't really affected like uh, back in Ireland. Um, hmm. We're in south. The politics. I know you, re- you read about the politics of yeah. stuff that goes on in America, yeah. the, uh, Ireland, and the, the, politically it's different as far as the, uh, the federal government, and then even locally with the state government. It's even different, and even state mm-hmm. states have a lot of power here, and even towns have a lot of power here. You know, so uh, South Carolina kind of opened up very quickly after, uh, I would say, April last year. Um, hey. I live in yeah, I live in Bluffton, so Hilton Head is a very uh, uh, tourist spot down here, big time tourist spot down here. A lot of golf, a lot of families, lo- nice beaches down here. Uh, so with the RBC Heritage that golf was on two weeks ago, yeah. That's just down. That's like a few minutes of me. Oh, yeah. Right, so I would have gone to that. <laughs> um, well, I, I actually, I was down to say August did. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Uh, that weekend, uh, buddy of mine, another buddy of mine, and out in the Shamrocks called Mark Freeman. I met him down there, and uh, so yeah, so it's the 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 area here. They opened up as quick as they could um, after COVID, so um, it wasn't. They were smart enough with masks and six feet apart. But they didn't close down fully like they did back in Ireland. Uh, mm. Right or wrong, they kept it going. They kept it ticking. So the so the restaurants didn't get affected. Didn't close down. They've, they've kept going uh, since since last year. All right, yes, that's a. Uh, suppose every, everywhere's different. I suppose here. I suppose we're still <clears throat> still stuck in the middle. Of, I know this won't be going out till July or whatever. But yeah, at the moment we're very much still stuck in it. Yeah. Um, do you find uh, do, do you find it hard? harder to get people in since there isn't really like only yourself has been Irish the only one who can kind of can advertise it as football even because uh, are they expecting to come along then and be throwing touchdowns or no well it's actually taken off I think word of mouth the best way yeah you can't be word of mouth like for yeah. anything uh, even your business whatever you are if you do a good job and people like it they're going to let other people know um, mm. so I've gone a few radio shows and uh, um, I hound people, I go in, I have YouTube, I go into the bar, I see someone young, I, I, tell, I, I honestly, come here you, they run yeah. away from me in the bars, they go, oh, there's that crazy Irish guy, <laughs> and uh, so I go in, I show them YouTube, and they're like, oh, this is very interesting, come down, and that's how we've done, that's how, you know, uh, we've, we've, I live in this little neighbourhood, like 50 houses, Yeah. and, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've friended a couple of people here, who've become part of the club, and they're the same, they're, they're, they're asking people, and, yeah, I, I just want people once once people come, uh, especially in athlete, we've had a lot of people who played sports in, in high school or whatever or in college mm. that have been away for a few years, but are, have played or have been athletes that are intrigued by it. But once they come, they're like, oh man, this is a great game, you know? Yeah. Uh, so and then once they see other Americans that can, they're they're doing the solo now and they're doing the hand pass and they're doing the fundamentals and they make it look easier. I like listen. They they fell over the ball. They couldn't do this yeah. at the start, but after a couple of weeks, you will you will get it. You know, it's a uh, and 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 it's great. And we kind of we recognise that even in the sessions when people come there, we'll always do a warm up with one of the f- skill set that's that you know whether it's the solo, where, whether it's uh, picking the ball up off the ground, whether it's the hand pass. We'll always incorporate into into that into our warm up. So even for a newcomer, they have some kind of an idea building into our session. You know. But they love yeah. it. They love it. They love. They love. They love how active it is. The, the cardio, because um, we do have good sessions, and we we yeah. we bought goals actually in from uh, from Ireland from Morphy's gloves. Uh, oh yeah. 
we didn't know how to do them. They didn't have a clue. So uh, we spent uh, like twelve hundred dollars to bring gloves o- or sorry, <laughs> golds over from <laughs> yeah. Ireland. Well, so, okay. Uh, yeah, no. So I mean, it's great, um, and people walking by where we pr- practice, they look in and peek over, and uh, mm. so and we're only early days, and uh, it's I can't believe it. I can't believe it where we are. Yeah, it's you said baby steps. In fairness, though, they're they're decent sized baby steps. If uh, if you're probably looking at it, I suppose from, from afar as well. Um, what about games wise? Then have you got to play uh, many games or play against teams or? So we're ready. We're ready now. We're, uh, <laughs> we actually we organise um, a date this week with um, our uh, with Savannah. Okay. So we have a great relationship with Savannah. They're uh, they're both they're hurling and football over there. We, I haven't got a clue about hurling. I, you know. <laughs> Uh, it was football and, and yeah. soccer. Uh, so, uh, so we're, we're going to play Savannah um, June 12th, uh, 11 a.m. over there. I can't wait uh, for that. Yeah, but yeah. this goes out. When this goes out, we'll know the result. We'll have to keep that one, uh, that one updated on the yeah. on the page. So, oh, yeah, no, listen, you know the competitive side. Of course, you want to win, right? Yeah. But I'm, uh, I'm just glad to uh, get a team on the field. You know, we 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 might have. I think we'll, we we we've got 12 right, right now. Our committee. We've mm. 16 right signed up for USG. Yeah, we've, we've 12 come in, I think, for that day. So we probably play Savannah 11 v 11. Yep. You know, and uh, but they played four or five games. They're doing a great job. They played Tampa, Orlando, Charlotte, Raleigh, Charleston, Augusta. Mm-hmm. So they're all the teams in the area. It's mad. It's mad, you know. Augusta, Augusta's not a bad place to go playing golf, oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be associated with GA now, generally. Yeah. But uh, Savannah then, Savannah's Georgia, isn't it? Savannah's George is yeah. just over the so we're down real south south mm. South Carolina. Yeah. Um, I'm about 35, 40 minutes to Savannah. Grand. Yeah. Much is there much oh, of a like in, interstate rivalry between places or well we're I think it's all starting. Um yeah. even uh, so Savannah started there. Savannah have the Wexford colours. There's a great connection between Savannah and County Wexford going back to uh yeah, yeah to do with the famine, but going back to importing and exporting lim- lumber. And apparently right. used to bring lumber over to Wexford and the way back to wait to keep the boat the weight going back across the Atlantic, they put people into it. So right. a lot of yeah, I, I I hope I'm getting that right. Um so uh they went with the Wexford colours and hmm. you have a lot of rosters, you have a lot of Wexford names in Savannah. Yeah. It's crazy. There's a great history for Wexford and Savannah. So they went with the uh, the Wexford colours. We went with St. Joseph's of East Wall. They're St. Joseph's nice. OCB, yeah. but they're purple and white because that's the colours have been in my family for 70 years. Yeah. So my father, my brothers, my nephews still wear it today. Uh, so that's our colours is purple and white. So maybe we'll have a, a battle of the purples. Yeah. The purples are different. Um, well, yeah, well, we're with the new kids in the block and uh, I'm sure we're going to have some good rivalry over yeah. the years. That's a good one, yeah, because... Uh... I'm a primary school teacher. One of the things I've done recently is I wrote my first uh, first books for primary school, two history books. And one of the things I was fascinated about was like the the original colonies, you know, of America. Like you're in you're in one of them now. But yeah, that that Wexford link, I, I never heard. That's a deadly one. I have to uh, I have to look that one up. The St Joseph's East Wall, I know well because I teach in Chapel Is it, and every year in the soccer we're drawn against St Joseph's of East Wall. So we have our longest standing rivalry. Funnily enough, is against them. Uh, and they beat us. We've had our, our probably our best game ever was against their their school. We had a four all draw, but they murdered us in the final, the Dublin final a few years ago. Um, so we've we've a long standing rivalry, I suppose, with St Joseph's East Wall. Funnily enough, in uh, in my school as well. So it's funny how uh, funny how when you say it, yeah, I'm familiar with with the purple. All right, it's uh, it's not it's not new to me anyway. So you know, yeah, you're starting you're starting up a new rivalry out there by the sounds of it. So yeah. Well, there is Joey's at Fairview now too. Just don't to mix them up. There is a Joey's school in Fairview. Yeah, we we played them as well. Yeah, we played right. both. Yeah. So yeah, so that cl- that club has gone since 1917, and uh, right. and on our on our logo we have a, a, an alligator, and then the South Carolina logo would be the uh, Palmetto tree and the moon. Okay. And then um, on the um, on the alligator on the show is a football, and it has STJ in it for St Joseph's. You know, it's for nice. my father really. You know, yeah. that's. Because uh, he's a big J. He was actually the oldest referee in Ireland for a while. Uh, it definitely didn't know that. That's a good one. Yeah, he was the oldest referee. Did a little documentary. RT did him probably about 10 years ago. He's, he's, got, he's given up now. He's 83. 
But well into his 70s, he was still refereeing. Um, wow. Yeah. That's check that one out. That's a, that's a yeah. cracker one. Do you get to keep up much with the... Both been a dub, you're just waiting for the All-Ireland final, aren't you, every year? Yeah, no, I do. I keep up with it. I mean, I get a, a GA go here. Um, you know, yeah. I get all, all the games. Uh, you know, I mean, how much has changed from when I came over here over 30 years ago where yeah. a phone call back to Ireland would be... A 30-minute phone call would probably be $70, $80. It was very hard even to call. We, mm. You, you kind of did write letters. Um, it's the last of writing letters at the time, but yeah. I mean, you couldn't afford a phone call. And and now I, I pick up my phone and um, look, at, look at even me and you now. Where I, it's, yeah. it's like Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to believe. And so I, I do this a lot with my brothers, uh, my family back in Ireland, my sister back mm. in, in Ireland, uh, the Zoom. And for my dad, it's unbelievable. It was such a... Because he lives in rural Ireland. Uh, my, one of my brothers, whoever would be down there on that weekend... Um, but put them on this and we have the whole family getting in and doing the Zoom thing and it, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's a, look how far we've come from where yeah. I'd have to rush down on a Monday night or a Sunday night to try to get newspapers from that day because you get them once a week. You mm. know, you get the Sunday's papers come from Mary Link is a, from JFK into a, as a potching still it was called, the name right. of the pub in New York at the time. Oh, where have we changed to now where I can watch games online? Yeah. I can... I, uh, anywhere I'm with, I get, I get list if I'm anywhere, if I'm driving somewhere, I'm listening on my car, I have the RTE app on, I'm listening to some kind of game somewhere. It's it's amazing. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, the Pudging Steel there in New York as well. Is there a local place you guys go after games as well? Do you have a local pub or? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we don't have it. Well, we just actually, another guy, um, he gave his sponsorship now. His name is Katie O'Donnells. And he was kindly enough, he gave us $1,000 there. Nice. You know, when we again we told him the story, what we're all about, and we go in there, it's a decent point to Guinness. Uh, <laughs> so I go in there, we go in there, and, and Tuesdays after practice, and we have our club meetings there. And uh, yeah, we, it's like we're like anywhere, we, you know, the social side of it is, is important. Um, uh, so and, and, and it's a great little spot, it's it's a nice, it's perfect for us, it's a good kind of home bar, you know, uh, to go, uh, to go at a uh, you know, up to there, we didn't have anywhere because we didn't have a club, really, you know? Yeah, yeah. Have you, uh, have you hopes then to, what's the hopes for the USGA when you enter that? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll take a step backwards. My, my, my goal, it's not the kids, I'm all about the youths. I, I yeah. want to get a whole youth program. I would love to get a, youth, a whole youth program going um, and build it. And I mean, I, 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 I've been involved with soccer, starting soccer clubs. I've been involved with soccer clubs. So I know it's not, e- not easy, and I know it's sometimes it's two steps forward and one step backwards, okay. and, I, and I get all that, and there's no way we're putting pressure on ourselves. But I would love to get a, a youth program off um, and have games like 5v5 or 6v6, small-sided games. And the same with the adults. I would love to get that going. You know, it's hard mm. to do in, in, in the spring, summer, because there's so many – there are programs going on here for adults, yeah. like softball, whatever. So they tend to go to what they go with. So we tried to do it and, and we couldn't get it off the ground. And hopefully we'd be able to go in the f- fall, in, in, the, in the autumn. That um, it'd be different because you're leaving the autumn into the winter. We don't really have a winter down here. But Ooh. going into there, you're, you're not going to... You're going from those 90, 80 degree days into yeah. 60, 50 degree days, you know. And uh, But I'd love to get a, a, an adult league, 5v5, 6v6 and... Having that separate, and if people don't want to play travel, go to Charlotte or Charleston. Well, we still have something for you. You know, we still have mm. something on a Friday night, Sunday, whatever day it works out. We still have a small side league for you, and then uh, that that'd be brilliant. You know, USGAA. I mean, it's going to go where it's going to go. Um, mm. I, I mean, I I didn't push that from day one. I never pushed it from day one. It was the players. I always said it's up to the players, and yeah. when they start getting itchy feet and go, hey. Can we actually play somebody? Yeah. That's why we joined. I mean, it, was, it wasn't me bringing them that way. There was no way it was me. It was like, you guys, when we get to the, you'll decide when it's time to go. So that's that's when we decided two weeks ago. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, Jeez, the, the ambition is is phenomenal. Yeah, for uh, when you describe Bluffton as being small, for anyone who's listening in Ireland, what's, what's small in Bluffton? Um, I would say... Oh, I would say what Santry was when I was growing up 30 years ago, that okay. little, little small town on the outskirts of Dublin City. I mean, we're, we're, on, we're right on the border. 
yeah. between County Dublin and Dublin City. We were I was Dublin County uh, Dublin City nine, but it, it was on that border, yeah. you know. But it was a little village. It was a little village, and uh, you had you know you had your shoe shops, you had a, a little bit of industry, but you had your local pub, and everybody knew each other. Um, that's what Bluffton is. I mean, it's uh, it's got very touristy now because it's mm. the, the the rabbits out of the hat, as let's say, everyone knows about it. It's not the sleepy little town anymore. Um, you know what we like. You know, be very like uh, Clifton. You know Clifton. Yeah, yeah, lovely spot. It'd be very like Clifton. You know, because okay. Clifton, yeah, Clifton is beautiful little uh, town in rural Ireland, hard to yeah. get to. But when you get there, it's <laughs> it's well worth the trip, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. I take that as a comparison. That's pretty good. I was going yeah. to suggest somewhere like Dunshockton, maybe that was near uh, near the border, I suppose. But yeah, Clifton is a much much nicer comparison, I suppose. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's not in Mead either, which is helpful. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what else is I going to ask you uh, for your club then itself? Have you got a have you got a, a tough nut at the club already that you've uncovered? You know, future star of the club. Yeah, we've a couple of uh, players. You know. Hmm. Um, like I would say, this guy, actually our neighbour, he's been great help to us, Morgan Crutchley. Uh, he's probably our best player, the best athlete straight away. He's like a duck to water, yeah. no matter what he does. He was easy, it was easy because he was a good soccer player. It was easy for him to kick the ball. And after a couple of sessions, he's going around like he's sold on the ball all his life, you know. And other people, it's bouncing off their shins, it's hitting their chin. <laughs> yeah. And he's going around, you know. <laughs> so he took like it. He was like, wow. And it was great because he was a good example to people. Mm. Um, there's another fella uh, his name is Sean Newman okay. and uh, so we're, we had the start we just had bodies we had a couple of guys uh, um, uh, Brian and Brandon which have been kind of uh, and uh, Mike they've been behind the, uh, the club three guys behind the club since I've been there to start okay. uh, they're consistently there um, so but this guy was there one day and I was there early so I used to have to get there early in order to try to get the field space so because we had to, other people were trying to get it because it was the only public area. Okay. So I'd get down there mad early so we could get the field space. And there's other guys showing up, showing up for soccer, but we already had the space, you know? Yeah. So there's this fella running back and forward. It was huge. And I was like, uh, come here, you. And he goes, what? And I said, do you want to play Gaelic football? He goes, what? What are you, ta- what are you talking about? <laughs> so I said, this Gaelic football. I said, I said, look, it's this great game. It's, it's a real old game. I said, the combination, you know, it's, uh, you know, volleyball, soccer, rugby, you know, Aussie rules. I said, it's all those. I said, but it's older than all of them. He goes, yeah. So I showed him a bit on the YouTube. I said, listen, do me a favor. Stand 15 minutes. Wait here 10, 15 minutes. As a few people's going to walk in, they'd show you. He came in. He could, he started, so he came in, started playing. They go, oh my God, this is great. This is a great game. He went back and texted me 15 times that night. Coach, how come I've never heard this game before? How come this thing that? <laughs> So he's been our biggest recruiter. He is, he's an animal though. He's like, he's like six foot four. And uh, so he's trying to play. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. So he's trying mm. to get out and play. He's the, probably the most improved because he didn't have the, the technical skills. Yeah. But he's physical. Oh my God, he's a man mountain. Uh, big pull forward. he's got better and better and better. He's not great. He's still great at the shooting. Okay. Shoot, knocking the ball over the bar. But even the soul on the ball, he's got so much better, man. He's, he's like, but that's the kind of fellas we have. That's the kind yeah. of things we've done. You know, we've, we've gone after people like him in a park or in a pub or walking down the street with a kid. And um, so, yeah, so we've come a long way. Uh, the soccer people definitely get it quicker than other people. We have mm. a few basketball people who are very comfortable then in their hands. Uh, and then volleyball people would be comfortable passing the ball in their yeah. hands, but not so comfortable soloing the ball. Or, or then, and then the other side where, where we take it... Mm. Uh, for granted, would be kicking it, even a yeah. simple ten-yard pass, and you think, "I oh, just flicking out of your foot." <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't even think about it twice. Well, they're not kicking out that; they're hitting the different parts of their foot or on the shin, and the ball's reacting differently. It's going off here and there. Mm. So you're going back to, you know, I, I, I quite to my when I used to coach soccer back with kids, six and eight-year-old kids, where just the fundamentals of kicking the basis, and passing yeah. the ball. Well, you're just doing that with adults, you know. Yeah, I see it. I see it all the time at work as well. You know, teaching PE and stuff, trying to get a, trying to get the basics, and you kind of just assume that they'll all have it, and they don't. And yeah, it's just you're you're starting from scratch, basically. Yeah. So, uh, have you? Uh, I suppose a, a a random kind of one. Have you ever introduced him in South Carolina to Father Ted? No. No. Oh, uh, okay. So here's the story of this. Right. 
So even with the rules, they're always giving out me the rules because sometimes I'll get in and play. I get a bit old now, but I'll get in and play. And obviously I'm competitive. Mm. So if you're on my team, you're going to win. Because I don't like losing, you know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll spin the rules, whatever. But I'm trying to teach them the rules as we go along. I didn't want to, uh, you know, flood them or saturate them because then they wouldn't understand this. So it was mm. be, I've been dripping the rules as we go along over the months. And, and then when I add a new rule, oh, you're cheating. Oh, you're totally, you're always doing this, you know? So <laughs> the rules, I, I'm, we're nearly there with the rules, you know? We're yeah. nearly there with the rules. And uh, so I haven't, uh, the father Ted, no, I haven't, uh, uh, I haven't got there culturally, but haven't introduced uh, Irish culture yet. Okay, that's, right. that's, yeah. that's the next step. So definitely, yeah. Who would uh, yeah. who would you say is what yourself in in your own lifetime? Who has been your standout GA player that you can remember? Well, growing up, my father. I, I, yeah. I'm going to be honest, with you. yeah. Growing yeah. up, my father uh, would have been uh, would have been massive influence on me. Uh, obviously, Keaveney. Yeah. would have been huge. Uh, me, Bobby Doyle. I love Bobby Doyle. I love how he how he bounced the ball, how he soloed <laughs> the ball. You know, it was hard to see. He was always Bobby was a little bit different. Uh, Matt Connor of Offaly. Yeah. I mean, I got to see him back in the late seventies. So unbelievable. Uh, great player. Uh, Ogie Morden. Not a great yeah. Spillane. Uh, You've seen all the, you've seen a lot of the greats. Yeah, so, yeah. it would have been great, you know. I remember Damer early, you know, that yeah. great Ross Common team, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, they were in all great influence on me. Uh, Kevin Morden, I suppose, too, would have been the young Kevin Morden. Yeah. played in the late, in mid-70s for Dublin, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But my dad would have been definitely up there. What about on the, since you have so much soccer background as well, and I know Kevin Morden, of course, it's course of soccer as well. Is there any other, who were the standout soccer stars then? So, so Brady. Liam Brady would have played in the same club as me. Oh, no way. You were there yeah. at the same time. Yeah. No, no. She's not. She's not no. that old. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see what you re- how you'd react to that. No, he went to, no, he went to the same school as me. And actually, uh, Brady was supposed to play for... He, so I went to Plunkett's then. I went to Lark Hill. He went to Lark Hill. And then he went to St. Aidan's. St. Aidan's won the, the great uh, GA clubs. I mean, they won every, all Ireland. They had some great teams. Because uh, they're kind of attached to Whitehall Column Kills. Okay. So he got a Brady got a got um, expelled from school because um, he was supposed to captain Ireland on the 15s, and St Aidan's had a club or a Gaelic club or a Gaelic school game that day, and he t- obviously he chose to play for Ireland, so he got expelled. Then he came to Plunkett's. Then Plunkett's would have been my school uh, to finish off before he signed for Arsenal. Wow. Okay. So Brady, yeah. Brady was all Ellafield, Whitehall, and we would have been Kevin's. Kevin's would have been all our local. Yeah. Uh, and Home Farm, because he had brothers who played for Home Farm too, you know. Yeah, Home Farm, I'm fairly familiar with, all right. I, um, yeah. They're a good bit of right. Uh, is there any other soccer stars here that were your standout apart from himself? Uh, Brady. Um, I say, I have to say Maradona, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Maradona and Zico. Zico would have been, my son was called Zico. So. Really? So I called, yeah, yeah. So, well, on Nile Zico, my dad uh, wasn't happy with uh, the... I can't call him. They can't be called him. Uh, so, I, I, so I was going to call him Zico, but Nile Zico now, yeah. He lives up in New York, yeah. No way. So yeah. Nile Zico is your son. Yeah. That's a class name. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely class, yeah. No, I would have, like... I'm slightly, only slightly younger than you, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, I, I only get to see Zico and stuff on the... The old, the old YouTube videos and stuff that I would have uh, watched, but uh, that's class. I have to remember, yeah, Niall Zico. That's uh, that's that definitely been one of my favorite ones that I've come across so far. Uh, I suppose since you're a dub, I have a couple of uh, sort of 50 50 questions here. They're South Carolina teamed, uh, and see, and now they've got a bit of an Irish twist to it as well. So you can choose between since you're a dub, you can choose between South Carolina born wrestler The Big Show or Mead born Irish rugby player Devin Toner. Both giants in their game. Jesus, I'm gonna, I gotta go with. A, I don't know anything about wrestling. <laughs> I, I, I know a little bit about rugby. Gotta go with David Toner. Okay, sounds good. Uh, South Carolina's born legendary comedian Chris Rock or Mead-born Tommy Tiernan. <laughs> that was very clever. I'm gonna go with Chris Rock though. Oh, okay. I'll send that uh, to Tommy. I, so. I think Chris Rock is funny. <laughs> okay, and uh, the last one that I have for you. Uh, South Carolina restaurant Denny's or Supermax? Uh, 
<laughs> That's funny. It's the, South Carolina, Denny's from South Carolina, well, didn't apparently, know apparently, originally, now, I haven't gone too deep into it, but their headquarters, I think, it says it's still based in, in South Carolina somewhere as well. So That's funny, because it brings you back to, it's one of the first restaurants I ever went when I went to LA back in 19... Yeah. You know, you remember stuff? Yeah. And I'll always remember getting yeah. breakfast in Denny with Dara. Dara Meany was his name. He's actually back. Dara worked for RTE now. Okay. But, uh, but back to Denny's. So, you know, I'm going to say Denny's, because one of my... I found the memories of uh, coming to America all those years ago. Yeah, the first thing I did when I stopped, LA was the first place I was ever in America years ago. And the uh, first thing I was into a Denny style place. And yeah. I became the butt of the joke because they ordered pancakes, not realizing they were about that big. But yeah, one, yeah, of yeah. The, one of the strawberries, <laughs> carton of cream. And yeah, the waitress made fun of me because they were taking bets behind the counter of how much I'd actually be able to eat. And uh, <laughs> sadly, it wasn't a whole lot. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if Bluffton ever got the chance to la- last thing I last year, if Bluffton ever got the chance to take on a county in Ireland, who would you most like to take on? A county in Ireland? Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say Dublin, of course, uh, Dubs, you know. Um, yeah. It'd be a dream, you know. Um, you know, I was actually talking to my wife about it the other day. I was imagine us bringing a team home in a couple of years. Imagine that, like, play... You know, we we listen. We right now we know we're the worst we're the worst team in 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 the world probably because we're the we're the newest team in the yeah, world. You know, yeah. uh, but imagine bringing home uh, uh, twenty five people in five seven years and going home and playing four or five or six games in Ireland. Mm. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? Having you know, this, yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. And 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 leaving something here. You know, leaving something. And I said to my wife again, I go look at. I hope in thirty years time to even forget who the guy was. Who's this crazy Irish guy that started this club up? But this, there's something going, there's something here, and it, yeah. it has programs like, like from eight year olds up to eighteen year olds, and it has a couple of, you know, adult teams and women's teams, and and maybe it does have hurling and camogie, you know, whatever. I mean, it, it goes where it's going to go, you know, and uh, but it's it's the right area for it too because it's a great area for community, so it has that, which is huge, you know. You you need a good area for community and people who has each other's backs. And, and Bluffton is that kind of area. It reminds me of home. It does. Yeah, that's deadly. Yeah. Is there anyone speaking at last thing? Anyone speaking of home? Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to who might be listening in when this goes out? Yeah. Well, obviously my my father, Patrick Joseph. Yeah. Yes, the big GA man. Dying to lock him up when we finish here. Yeah. yeah I, he he's worth a shot. He, oh yeah. my God, GA. Yeah, yeah. He'd be about. Uh, he he he'll have a he he be um, three four hours man. You be talking to him. He loves GA. Yeah. I mean, he has a lot of stuff that you would uh, you need to tap into uh, as mm. far as knowledge of GAA. Oh, my yeah. God, Jesus, man. He's unbelievable. That's He's yeah. unbelievable. Um, so, uh, and he played for Ireland, too. He has a cap for Ireland. He played for Ireland uh, amateur back no in 1967, yeah. Played for Pat. Yeah. Um, so him, my brother, my older brother, Patrick, uh, big, massive influence in me, my older brother, Patrick, mm. and John, my younger brothers, John, Garrett, and Kieran, and then uh, Sinead and Caroline. You know, they would have been. My mother was a big camogie player too back in her day. Uh, I, I believe she was very handy in her day. God bless her, yeah. <laughs> yes. Star- Starlight. Yeah. Starlight, yeah. I have to, have to yeah. check that out as well, yeah. Uh, now, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope uh, the ambition that you've started uh, out in Bluffton, I hope it continues because you're certainly uh, you're certainly on the right track anyway. And uh, this will hopefully be going out around July time. Uh, but I'll, I'll keep in touch with you and I'll give you a shout. Can, uh, can people actually ask all the clubs, is there... Is it possible to buy your gear anywhere online on O'Neill's or anything? Or yeah, so we just we just yeah, all this stuff's been happening this week. We uh, yeah. we just joined the USGA and we just talked to uh, O'Neill's this week. And um, we've been talking to them for months. Yeah. Um, but we just uh, confirmed um, and ordered the gear. Um, so we're going to be on O'Neill's once we get it up and going. Oh. Uh, it's the exact same jersey as St Joseph's of Eastwall. That That's is. who we are. We're not trying to. Um. And yeah, and then uh, the gear is on there. We have a bluffedingfc.com. We're uh, we're big time on, as you say, you you, you found us on uh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. We're big on Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. We're good on there, you know. We're uh, we're there. Listen, we're all gales. Yeah. We're there. We're there, and I, I we're here to share the love and here to grow the game. Uh, it's not rocket science. It's a great game. It, it, you know, once you get the product out there, it's, yeah. it stands on its own. But it's yeah. just getting it out there and. And you know it's not easy getting a club together. There's a, there are a few a few headaches, um, but it's great. It's it's brilliant. They get to meet new people, and and that's the other thing we take great thing about us is that the amount of young people we have that just moved into the area in the last six months, 
that are looking to meet other people or that's another beauty of this thing because uh, there's not Social that many site. things yeah. there's not that many things like that out here for hmm. so we're, we're good at that too getting the word out there for young people like that that are in their late 20s or early 30s I want to do something and really get get them on board you know and uh, they usually have decent you know Deadly, yeah. Anyone looking to go out to South Carolina, there's a GA team out there for you, definitely. Yeah, here. yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'll put up uh, about the O'Neill stuff as well, just because you might see in the background the South Africa team were here a few years ago. I, I bought their. I'm I like buying GA gear from different kind of clubs, so I must. Uh, I'll get on to investing in a in a bit of bluffed bluffing gear eventually when it gets out. So, uh, yeah. No, uh, Niall, thanks thanks so much for coming on, and uh, I'll keep in touch, with you and appreciate it, and the best of luck with everything when. Uh, when you get going in the in the matches and stuff, I hope uh, I hope your big game in June uh, is a victory. Uh, well, it is the fact that we're out there. We're out, and that's a victory, victory itself. Yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I have to say that of course I want to win. Yeah, uh, but listen, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Obviously, listen, I've, I've listened to some of your podcasts, man. You're doing an awesome job for GAA. You really are getting thanks. out there. And uh, listen, I'll be a number one supporter. We will be a number one supporter nice. here in Bluffton Gaily Football Club. Thank Deadly. you so much, Jason. Thanks a million, Niall. Yeah, talk to you again right. soon. Take, Take it care, easy. Man. Mind yourself. Good luck. Good luck. Bye-bye. Coming up the next day on the Loaf of Bread GA Global, we cut into our next slice. Specifically, like, I had never really played before. They just threw me on. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I was going out and I was trying to pick, lift the ball up to do a jab. And I specifically remember, like, hitting the ground, the stick hitting my stomach, and then me like catapulting over <laughs> the ball, and then being quite ashamed because my girlfriend was there to watch the whole thing. I like, drug her out there. To like, watch hey, it. come watch this weird sport. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And then, but maybe it was fun for her. I don't know. Maybe it made it fun. I don't know. On slice nine of GA Global, I make the short 90 minute flight from South Carolina, slightly northwest, to the city of Indianapolis, and chat to local men, Kyle and David. It's an interesting one for the podcast, as it was Indy that unleashed the first sliced bread on the world. We talk all things Indy GA, taking up the sport in the USA, using the skills from NFL, being a Coles fan, and all things Indianapolis. And of course we talk about the world's largest sporting event, the Indy 500. All that and much much more. That's next Monday morning from 9am, as we continue the journey with two slices a week. I'll see you at the arrivals hall, but until then, check out the various clubs on the Instagram page and see all the amazing work they do and some of the nicest GA gear going. Find the podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter and on TikTok. Email loafofbreadpod at gmail.com or just simply hit the follow button and spread the word of the Loaf of Bread GA pod across the globe. Slonagy.